Hello, and welcome to the Living on a Mission podcast. We're excited to have you as we seek to learn, grow, and challenge each other to grow closer to the Lord. Be sure to follow and listen as we release a new episode every Thursday. Well, hello and welcome back to the Living on Mission podcast. I'm the host, Braden Ward, and today we have special guest Tom McKechnie. Really excited about having Tom on here. Uh, Tom is... Uh, he is a doctor. He runs an organization called Teach to Transform, aka TTT. Uh, he's also a, a world speaker uh, and uh, honestly become a personal friend. Um, and uh, sometimes I crash at his house. Uh, that's also been the case. But Tom, why don't you uh, introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Thanks, Braden. Humble that you asked me to be on your podcast. Um, and uh, as always, we don't take these divine appointments lightly with great responsibility. Uh, God prepares these uh, for us. So uh, by uh, worldly training, I'm an emergency medicine doctor here in Louisville, Kentucky, practiced uh, for almost 40 years. I was assistant clinical professor at the University of Louisville Trauma Center uh, for about a decade, uh, worked in a private ER here. So by training emergency medicine, uh, here in the United States, um, I once I came to my faith, uh, which I struggled for many years, I can tell you a little bit about that, but uh, was baptized at my home church, Southeast Christian Church here in Louisville, and became an ordained minister, and um, most importantly, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, um, and uh, short-term missions has been a passion and fire that God put on my heart. So uh, the cool thing about how um, me and Dr. Tom met, um, I work for you know Streams of Living Water, and Streams of Living Water um, partners with Teach to Transform, and Teach to Transform sends their medical teams uh, to train our pastors to do medical training. Uh, and so it's been uh, really neat to be able to not only just see what Dr. Tom does, but also sit and just get wisdom from Dr. Tom. Um, one of the things that Dr. Tom does is he has a Bible study on Tuesday nights, and, and there's a lot of people who come, and they come, and uh, I came, I've come, you know, and uh, I'm definitely the youngest one of the group. Uh, most of them, I would say, um, are at least 20 or 30 years older, maybe 40. But uh, it has been such a good um thing for me to be able to learn and grow uh, in that Uh, and just watching Dr. Tom and his life, um, his lifestyle and the way that he um, truly serves. Um, But Dr. Tom, tell me a little bit about, you know, so you're, you're a doctor, you you mentioned a little bit, you were struggling with your, your faith at times and, you know, then you you get saved and you're becoming an ordained minister and then you start Teach to Transform. Um, how I, I mean, I know that that's a lot, uh, but what what kind of changed in your life? Yeah, so the short version of that is um, practicing in the emergency room, you um, can anticipate that I was seeing a lot of horrible things and I could not find God in that. Um, I couldn't explain uh, in my mind that uh, there can't be a God that allows these things to happen. And you can imagine the things I saw with young people dying, uh, women being raped, and just horrible things, and I just couldn't imagine that. So my purpose uh, was to be a good husband. I've been married for 49 years to my wife, uh, who's always had strong faith, and then um, to be a good uh, father to my three sons, who are now grown now, and I have uh, six grandchildren, and uh, to be a good doctor, and life was good. And then my wife uh, got cancer, and kind of turned my world upside down. Uh, I saw the way that she dealt with it, and I just uh, was struggling. 
and I prayed to the Lord uh, for the first time um, and asked, "If you're real, show me, uh, show the, show me some grace and uh, heal my wife, and I will commit my life to you." And by the grace of God, she was healed. Um, I immediately uh, started going to church uh, consistently, and uh, the scales were removed from my eyes. I saw that uh, Christ uh, had many divine appointments uh, retrospectively in the emergency department and um, uh, was baptized. And then I sat in church for a few uh, weekends and told my wife he did not save me after all this time to spend one hour a week with him. So mm. uh, missions became a real uh, real for focus in my life. Um, we started, my wife wanted to start locally, but I had Africa on my heart. And uh, we went to Ethiopia for the first time, and it was uh, divine appointments where I met six just tremendous mentors that uh, really shaped the way that I uh, do missions. And as I said, um, I am uh, focused on short-term missions, how to have impact uh, to move the kingdom of heaven through these short trips because I was still very active and couldn't get away for long periods of time. So it's mm -hmm. different than long-term missionaries who commit to learning the language and being there. I felt that uh, the gift of medicine was a way to open doors for the gospel, thus teach to transform uh, came to being. But when I first started, it was doing long medical brigades of seeing thousands of patients. And God was, uh, it was like Mark chapter 8 when he uh, healed the blind man. Uh, first, he said, what do you see? And he said, I see trees. And then when he touched him a second time, he saw clearly. So over a period of a couple of years of doing um, mission work with uh, long clinical lines. Uh, God was um, was chipping away at that. Why are you leaving Dr. Tom when there's so many more to see? Um, and then I had an encounter in uh, with a family who had a, a sick baby through the night. I was in the bush of Africa and uh, the mother told me that the baby had been crying um, and felt warm to touch, would not breastfeed and had funny noises when breathing. So I thought, well, it was gonna be a typical pneumonia, but then when I unwrapped the baby, it had died in the night, and it was uh, hit me like a bolt of lightning. What could I have taught this mother to recognize this baby was sick 24 hours ago? So, uh, and then I was in Haiti after the earthquake and saw many wounds and saw the power of training the pastors to clean these wounds. And it, um, so I completely turned 180 degrees from going and doing creating dependency on me and turn toward training indigenous pastors and evangelists uh, with the gospel mm -hmm. or with medicine, my gift that God gave me to move the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Dr. Tom. I think one of the, a couple things that I just kind of gleaned from what you just said. First, you know, your relationship with the Lord, it was almost like you prayed to the Lord kind of merely as a transaction, like, Lord, save my wife, and then I'll follow you. And then it transformed your life, you know, and then you sought after him after he first chose you. And uh, that's a, a beautiful picture of how Christ chases us, even even though for you at the time, it was kind of more of just a, hey, help me, please, uh, and grasping at anything. Um, it's um, incredible how the w Lord works through some of the depths of trauma and tragedy in our, in our lives. Um, Another thing, you know, short-term missions, uh, at times it has, uh, you know, um, a bad rap. Or some people are like, oh, well, why would you go do short-term missions? But I think you you correctly uh, defined and explained kind of some of your ministry um, in terms of 
going and training and enabling the culture. Um, I have a lot of listeners on here that are maybe in their 20s um, and you know they, they desire to get plugged in or um, they are looking for places to serve. What would you recommend to them, whether it be with, you know, Teach to Transform, you know, the medical world, but uh, just regardless, if you could go back, I guess, and give, you know, some of these 20 to 30 year olds that are passionate about missions, passionate about the Lord, what would you say to them? So I think you're in a season of life when you're um, trying to make choices that will impact you the rest of your life. So the choice you you, you make, uh, depending on your situation, if you you have a job you're committed to or you in a relationship or you even have children that uh, you know if you're that far along in the season of life um, it's difficult to make that decision to go full-time under the mission field so uh, God really put on my heart the impact of short-term missions and I think um, number one in in the course and faith walk that God took me on is moving from going and doing um, I had to ask myself <clears throat> Why am I doing this? So when you ask, uh, there's a great TED talk about uh, your focus and drive and purpose. And when I would talk to medical students and doctors, what they did on their mission trip, they typically began with how and what they did. And they'd tell me what they did and how they did it. And then I got to the main question is, why did you do this? And it was all over the place. It was, well, I wanted to show compassion. I wanted to do good things. And God was clearly speaking to me, why was I doing missions? The reason was uh, very prideful. It was arrogant, and it was uh, more about me. I got a lot of accolades because I would go into these uh, dark spiritual places, and Christ said it has to be about me. So you have to start with why you want to do what you want to do, and if it's to move the kingdom of heaven as God wants us to do, um, you have to be spirit-led. And I think your prayer life, praying about where you're going to go is number one. Number two, the humility to understand it is not about you. It's about Christ and empowering indigenous or national evangelists who know the language, know the culture, and long after we leave with whatever you do with them, they're moving the kingdom of heaven. And the thing that really um, blew up our ministry, so to speak, as far as moving the kingdom where we've reached over a million with the gospel is to train disciple makers, people who've been trained to share the gospel Give them a gift, whatever your gift is. Give them your gift. When you come back home, they're continuing to move. Um, and then you have to have a measure of impact. Uh, what have you done with your training? When you went on your mission trip, um, how did you move the kingdom of heaven? Where was Christ in all that? So it's uh, the humility to be prayer-led, humility to know that the power is empowering uh, indigenous people uh, such as disciple-makers and then be able to measure the impact of the kingdom work. Mm. I think some of those points were very helpful. And also, if you know, if you're not serving right here, right now, you know, a lot of times I feel like that I've met people that, um, you know, they, they want to serve and they want to go overseas. And there's this idea behind the missions overseas or going. Um, and they're like, oh, maybe if I go on a mission trip, I'll have my life together or get my life together. And the truth is, is if you're not intentionally loving and serving right where you are, then you probably need to do that first before you think about a mission trip. Absolutely. So the couple of scriptures uh, really were driving my passion for short-term missions. The first is to realize um, there's a chapter in Luke 4 when Jesus first declared his uh, publicly his 
his focus, and that was uh, Luke 4, 14 through 30. And he was speaking in his hometown, and he was asked to read Isaiah 61. So he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, which means he was spirit-led. He was anointed to set the captives free, to release the blind, and um, declare and proclaim the year of the Lord. Then he rolled up the scroll. Everybody became upset because he didn't finish the scripture in, in 61, Isaiah 61. He said, um, which speaks the day of vengeance, which is when, when God is coming to judge. And um, so we are all given, we are all in our biblical timeline. Many people say, the world's in disarray. Please come, uh, Christ. I say, give us more time. There are so many Muslims and Hindus around the world. Um, and our Teach to Transform focus is in three areas. One is the darkest spiritual places in the world to reach the own unreached. We don't go to places where people have already reached um, the most impoverished and the least access to medical care. So that really speaks to our farming, economic empowerment, and medical. So we were made to go into these unreached uh, areas, and uh, that scripture really spoke to me. You're on your biblical timeline like I am. What are you going to do with that? Um, and, we, and like Braden said, is it across the street, a coworker, a family member, or across the world? You're on your biblical timeline. What is going to be said of you? And what voice are you listening to? And just to finish that thought, there's also scripture in First Samuel uh, chapter 3 when Eli and Samuel, Samuel's living with the prophet Eli, and he hears his name called, and he goes to his bedside of Eli, and he said, did you call me? And Eli said, no. This happens three times, and then Eli remembered and, and recognized that the Lord was calling Samuel. So he said, next time he calls your name, uh, it is the Lord. So the third time, um, Samuel answered him, Here am I, Lord. Speak, your servant is listening. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what, is the, what is the loudest voice speaking to you today? Is, it, uh, is, is the Lord trying to pull you uh, to a family member, to a, a co-worker across the world? If the loudest voice is not the Lord and the world voices power, um, financial decisions, all the things that drive the world are louder than the voice of the Lord, um, you're moving in the wrong direction. So, mm. and, and you'll get that voice through prayer. So uh, prayerfully, I hope for your, your sake that the, the voice that's in your head is the voice of the Lord, not the voice of the world. You know, I think about just your life and how you know, in the ER medical field, all these things, and you're seeing, you're seeing people at their absolute last moments mm -hmm. in a lot of cases and seeing the Lord work through that too, to keep a reminder on your, because I think a lot of people walk through this life and they, they think we have a lot of time and you out of anyone know our life can be over like that. And you've seen, seen a lot. And so, the ability to now take that and realize that life is but a mist truly and say, okay, the rest of my life, like I, and, and, you know, I don't even, I can't keep up with Dr. Tom's schedule cause he's in uh, a different country every, every week. So I'm thankful that he was able to be here today. Um, but just that mindset, I think sometimes we're void of that and we get caught up in our routine of the work, uh, and the just, the routine of just life and maybe pleasure. And then we think, Oh my goodness, like where did my life go? Or a tragedy happens and someone's gone. And that really wakes us up to realize. 
Yeah, that's that's so wise. That's why I love Braden. He's wise beyond his years. Um, the uh, the whole uh, drive that I have is, you know, it's been said, what, what's the most dangerous place that I've been in? And, and I've been in Somalia and Afghanistan and Middle East and some tough places. And I, uh, my answer to that question is the most dangerous to play, uh, place to be is comfortable. When you're comfortable, there's no drive for you to move the kingdom of heaven. You're, um, so I would say don't be comfortable. <clears throat> and even more dangerous is to is to think you have compassion when you see something and you're moved or you're tearful. Uh, compassion without an action is, is another dangerous to be, be indifferent. So whenever God shows me uh, wherever he takes me in the world, um, that indifference um, or that compassion has to be touching me. And I ask the Lord, why are you showing me this? What am I supposed to do? A, a quick example of that is I was in Nigeria where uh, the Fulani were attacking Christians in the north and they were killing children, husbands, cutting off the arms of women um, and doing unspeakable things. And <clears throat> to hear that in a sentence, it will touch you and move you, but they actually brought the women for me to meet. And it was another whole level to see the pain and suffering. Uh, and then I was in Mumbai with, a, with the sex trafficking and it was a theme that was God was speaking to me and I said, what do you want me to do? So when I came back to Louisville, I uh, immediately contacted a just wonderful, passionate person called Christy Robinson. <clears throat> she has a ministry of trauma, emotional trauma counseling, and she had a vision to treat those here in, in Louisville, the, the uh, migrants that were here from all over the world. But I sat with her and I said, would you consider a vision uh, to reach to the world in the in the places I've been, we're in over 40, 40 countries. And she said, I never thought about it. <clears throat> so she was in Tajikistan, she's been with us in Nigeria and now going to India in the fall. Uh, and these people in this room, she trains 50 as we train medical, she's going through this, her trauma counseling. So, so I was moved with compassion, but more so than being indifferent um, I, I asked the Lord, what do you want me to do with this? So now we have an emotional trauma part, part of our uh, training. And again, it's scripture that drives me. And I always uh, um, look for scripture helping me make these decisions to be spirit led. And Isaiah 6, um, it's a chapter where Isaiah is, is facing um, the Lord and he realizes he falls to his face and said that he's not worthy. And um, and when you come face to face with the Lord and realize how broken we are and he allows you, you know, <clears throat> people all say, well, Dr. Tom, he's got a lot of work for you to do. My answer is always, well, maybe uh, he doesn't need me. He doesn't need to teach to transform Braden or even you. He can finish this task without us. So mm -hmm. he's allowing us to be, excuse me, to be part of it. <clears throat> and, and this closure in this scripture in Isaiah 6, when he realizes how broken he is, uh, the Lord touched the Serabs touch his lips and says your sins are atoned for so he realized how broken he was and then when the Lord asked him whom shall I send his response is here I am I send me I'll go and that's I think what I'm the message I'm giving you no matter where it's at cross the street with a family member if the Lord is speaking to you prayerfully consider what your next steps are but mm -hmm. just go don't be comfortable move out of your comfort zone yeah. and uh, and go you know uh, I think it's Albert Einstein. He says, a ship is always safe at harbor, but that's not what it's meant for. And, uh, you know, I think about, um, 
the times that I've stayed in my comfort zone, I'm never growing. And the times that I've challenged myself, I never wanted to do this podcast. In fact, I remember someone <laughs> recording my first time. I just had my phone and they being like, let's record this. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to do it. And now, you know, we're a year into it and I'm recording every week and it's, it's just been uh, really cool. But if I never took that step to, to first just try it, or if, you know, teach to transform, if you never just went for the first time and, um, it's amazing the way the Lord can work through that. Like you said, like we, we like God doesn't need us, but man, let's be used, you know? And what a, what a blessing it is to be used and our identity and our achievements are not what define us. We're already defined. We don't have to be successful, but, uh, what a privilege it is to be able to be used, um, in that way. Um, Dr. Tom, I wanted to ask you, you know, one of the things that you get from travel and, and I've been able to travel as well. I believe, uh, you know, as I'm pursuing master's degrees and all these things, I've learned more from people and perspective and travel than I have even in the classroom. And you've been able to travel to, I don't even know if you know the number of countries uh, yeah. I mean, it might yeah. be in the hundreds. Oh, I don't know, but it's not that much. Okay. But it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what are some things that, you know, a lot of listeners, ha um, you know, have not traveled uh, that much or as much as you, what are some things, perspectives that you've just learned that, you know, from a global mindset versus just maybe your small town America mindset? Yeah. Um, why I was so humbled that Braden asked me is I am learning, for example, in Africa, the average age of Africa is 16 years old. So it really has, the Lord is speaking to me to reach the youth. We have to have our spiritual legacy, um, and that is, that is you. That is the people on this call, um, and that's what our organization is looking for, uh, the next Joshua or the Timothys that will take this methodology on. So that, that is uh, one of the key things from travel to realize the youth um, is the driving force behind Christian work. I was just recently speaking at the World Congress of the Christian Medical uh, Doctors in Tanzania, and uh, their their whole message was um, that there are more missionaries coming from the global south, which is your Africa, South American countries, than the global north, which is your top economies in the world, Europe, United States. So <clears throat> the future of, of the movement of the kingdom of heaven is going to come from these countries, and it is youth-driven. So uh, that, is, that is definitely one of the focuses that I have. And the other is the humility. When you sit in the room with some of these uh, disciple makers who every day put their lives on the line and they truly feel the death, they do, they do not fear death, they fear the death of the message of the love of Christ. And their families are being persecuted at levels that I can't even explain to you. But uh, to sit in a room with them, uh, we had one story, a young lady who we taught how to take blood pressures went into a, a Hindu village and uh, she was greeted by a man who wanted to beat her and he, and he wanted to know why she was there because he knew she was a Christian. And she said, it's because Jesus Christ wanted me to tell you he loves you. He couldn't understand the compassion. He sat down, let her take the blood pressure. And then over the next three days, she was able to take over 100 blood pressures, share the gospel. So uh, just the humility of people at a level of faith so deep that they uh, they don't fear uh, death. They look beyond the cross and know what awaits them. And, uh, you know, as Paul put it, uh, 
to live as Christ, to die as gain. These are truly uh, people who whose faith is so deep. To empower them with the gift and remember your identity is in Christ. I'm not a doctor who happens to be Christian. I'm a Christian who happens to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. So whatever your title is, fill in the blank. Uh, and for the love of Christ, uh, move the kingdom of heaven with compassion and truth. Mm. That is wisdom right there and the word. You know, I, I was just thinking about you know, as we work together on things, you hear these stories and it's hard while I'm here in America right now. I know I'm here for a purpose and a season, but it's hard hearing those stories and then translating it here, you know, in America, because I think we can get so caught up in selfishness and our desires and our careers and our focus. And, you know, even the other day, um, hearing just uh, in, a, in a certain country, um, a woman who was Muslim in a Muslim family, and a lot of our partners are in. Uh, we work in Muslim saturated communities, and um, Teach to Transform will come into those communities. But uh, one of the ladies became uh, a believer, and uh, she has to go back to a family event, and she's scared that they they, they there's a possibility that she may be killed or beaten or raped um by her family because of this horrible crime known as christianity uh and you know and then i'm sitting here like uh you know just enjoying the pleasures and like yeah god's there but like is he truly do i truly surrender to him in every aspect and what does that look like for my heart to be transformed we as americans we are thankful for the freedom that we have but let's use that freedom to be able to go and share uh, even with if it's the person across the street, if it's serving the local church, or if it's overseas. Um, Dr. Tom, I want to uh, allow you to just give one last thing, like the, any any wisdom that comes to your mind or anything that you're like, you know what, I'd really like the younger generation to know this. Just some encouragement or uh, anything on your mind that you could share with us. Yeah, I just think it's the courage to step out of your comfort zone. Um, I, I think you are uh, this age group. Uh, that we're addressing. Uh, Braden has this uh, venue to speak, and he's humbly accepted that, and he's stepped out and encouraged to have this podcast. Uh, I just would um, um, ask you to prayerfully consider where God is taking you and have the courage to take a step. Uh, through my um, through my faith walk, and I'm still not there, and I won't be complete till I uh, drop into heaven and hopefully hear the words, well done, my faithful servant. But, you know, I've gone right, he's pushed me left. I've gone left, he's pushed me right. Um, but all along the way, um, he's uh, giving me, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, when we do these trainings, it's miraculous what we see, that these lay people who learn medical skills to move the kingdom, um, it just reassures me. So I would just say, take that first step, and if it's, God will guide you through that. But here am I, send me, I'll go, is, is the message I would have for you and, and the youth because you are the future of the kingdom of heaven, and we've, we're all on our biblical timelines. Use it wisely because you just never know when God's going to call you home. Thank you, Dr. Tom, for that. And if you guys are interested and have um, just really uh, learned a lot from Dr. Tom, I would encourage you guys to uh, go to Teach to Transform uh, website uh, online and also 
uh, you know, even reach out to me about, um, you know, if you're in the medical field, especially, uh, teach to transform is taking trips to, like he said, the unreached, the hardest groups, even if you're not a medical, pro- uh, professional, uh, I've taken the training, uh, with teach to transform and I learned how to deliver a baby. And that was the most eye opening thing I've ever experienced. But uh, well, maybe not the most eye-opening, but it was very eye-opening. And uh, I would encourage you guys, if you have a heart for this or something you are interested in and you want to be sent, um, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Tom, for being on here uh, with Teach to Transform. Uh, I'm Braden Ward, the host. Uh, we'll see you guys next time.